Welcome back to yet another movie podcast. We're your hosts, Evan and Drew. Drew, how you doing? Hey. Okay. Keeping <laughs> up the Eeyore theme, this is the third podcast in a row we saw that. Um, today, we're going to jump right into a movie review. <clears throat> we talked about it briefly, briefly on the recap, and it is Wonder Woman 1984. Um, I said on the recap, I didn't like it. I have not heard Drew's remarks on it yet so this is exciting for me so let's start with him as we always do so drew what did you think um it's long i will say (laughs) that it it's it's long and at points it did feel like definitely a drag and like i was just thinking about this like as because it's been a few days since i watched it so it's kind of like it like settled a little bit in my brain here. I don't hate it. I really don't hate it. Okay. Um, because, here's the thing, is that, like, we complained, at least me and you complained so much, like, about how dark DC was trying to be with their movies. And then Wonder Woman 84 is here. And it's trying to be as optimistic as possible. And as, like, I like no one like, as best as she can. No one dies in this movie. Yeah, <clears throat> compared to the first one, yeah, I can see that. Well, because I know, I know, so much of this movie is just her trying to save as many people as possible. Like, in, like, you know, like even like with like you know, put on, um, you know, like tossing the lasso at the last second, so so that like a guard gets caught. Even though the guard is like, you know, trying to stop her kind of thing. Yeah, I think she's in this one, she's becoming more of a superhero, not so much of an Amazon warrior who an Amazon warrior probably would have just let him go. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I think I kind of like it. It's kind of. It's one of those things where the bar sometimes when DC movies can be so low that this one passes still. Um, okay. That's not what I was expecting. I was really thinking we were going to, I mean, I, I, I can't just take it back. I don't hate this movie. I think it is in the middle of the pack for the DC movies we've gotten. Um, I just, you know, I, I talk about used the darkness, you know, obviously the storyline supposed to be dark. I also hate it because the, filters they use in DC films irritate me because it's like you can't see what's going on in the screen. I and that with the cheetah fight, you can't you can you're just like you're squinting. It's like god damn it, turn up the turn up the brightness on the TV or something because it's so darn dark and Batman versus Superman did the same thing. And uh, I think for this one it's because they knew how how cartoony the idea of cheetah could look. So they tried to darken it so that it wasn't totally visible. Well, I think that's one of my biggest quips with it, too, is that um, Cheetah is like Wonder Woman's main villain. You know, this is like her Joker and her Lex Luthor. So it's like I don't think they did her enough service in this movie because she's barely she's Cheetah for what? Five that fight scene. That's it. Spoilers, by the way. Yes. We're, okay. Yeah. Before we get too far into, do we just this is a spoiler 
full review. We're not going to try and keep anything secret. Yeah, because I think enough people have seen it by now. Um, and nothing that the Kristen Wig was bad as the you know Cheetah. It was just I don't think we really got who we were the Cheetah we were supposed we were thinking we were going to get. I honestly, I, this is that's pretty much what I thought we would get. From what from seeing the trailers, what was there is like okay, that's pretty much how I expected this to go. Right, I know it was surprising to me, and I'm not. I wasn't really disappointed by it because I could understand it. Yeah, but I think that's well. I, I think I thought she'd come in as Cheetah at the end, but I thought it would be a a permanent thing, and it's not because she, the curse or whatever. Yeah, the curse is lifted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah the plot for yeah what are we for is that uh, is um the wish stone dream stone that Pedro Pascal is looking for, and he ends up wishing it was the thing of that anyone who holds the stone what they wish for comes, comes true, true but with a price like a monkey's paw, and yeah. but he wishes to become the stone itself so that he can become rich and powerful by making everyone right. else's wishes come true. And that's it affects him as well, because he has to grant the and well and like also we'll set up more too. The first two wishes are, it's an unlimited amount of wishes. Is whoever holds it. So Diana. Well, no, that's the one thing that that's the one plot hole I, I had with it is that you it's, it's weird. It, it's um, but go on. It's because it's they kind of say that it's only one wish, but then, um, well, the person can only have one wish. Yeah. The person can only have one wish, and that's it. There's you're like one person. Well, but that, there's a plot hole then too. Well, because we'll, we'll get Kristen Wiig gets it twice. But go on. Yeah. Well, so Diana's wish, Wonder Woman. Her wish is Steve Trevor comes back, and he comes back, and his soul comes back in another man's body. And then Kristen Wiig's wish, Barbara, that's her name in the movie. Uh, her wish is to be like Diana, not knowing she's Wonder Woman, so she gets that's where she gets the super strength and all of her powers from. Um, which is, I guess, fine because in the original Cheetah, her it is a curse for her, that's why she looks the way she does. That's why Cheetah looks the way like a cheetah. So, I mean, that made sense, I mean, it wasn't permanent, and it's just, I don't know, <clears throat> it just it, compared to the first Wonder Woman, I thought it was didn't live up to the hype because the first one's so good. I mean, it falls apart at the end. Like we've talked about before, just outside of this, but other than that, it's still a really solid movie and probably DC's best movie. The first wonder woman. And yes, it, it is, but I, I don't hate this movie too much. Um, like I said, uh, the, Whole also the other thing I had issue with was um flying became a big deal for some reason. Um yeah, I just comparing yeah. this one to the original, uh the first Wonder Woman, it doesn't hold up. It it, it doesn't. No, and I yeah I mean if this one came first I guess it'd be cons- I don't know the first ones were pretty good but. I can see the fly. I mean, Diana does fly, and like that's what she she can do that too. Um, I did like their um, interpretation of the the invisible jet. I thought that was actually kind of cool. 
I I like the I like the idea of like oh we're bringing the invisible jet thing in, but the issue I had was with him going through the fireworks show. <laughs> why? I thought it was shot well, but yeah, I can see your point. Like why why would you fly a jet into fireworks going off? Okay. Don't ask why, but I've had personal experience with that grade of professional fireworks. Those shells are like artillery. Yeah, that's a good point. That, like, I don't care how invisible that jet is, it's still going to get fucking knocked out. Sorry, yeah. I swear. Ooh. Yeah, I guess I can see your point. I think the lasso of truth was overused in this one as well. Because, I mean, she was... Con- I know she's her, her weapon of choice or her signature weapon, but... Man, she was using it like all the time, and obviously, like she kind of had to, because you know I, I think we're into spoilers anyway. Diana's price for wishing for Steve Trevor is she starts to lose, she becomes weaker. So she's becoming weaker as the movie goes on. Yeah, I, I, I as much as I did not like how much they used it, but I can understand why they did. Um, not just because of what you said of the losing the powers, but because the main theme of this whole movie is uh, truth over anything. Yeah, uh, yeah that's true. Yeah, because that's and, how it opens with her cheating. And I know you said you hated that, though. Yeah, because she didn't cheat. <laughs> she's, a, she's a 12-year-old kid against grown women in an Olympic marathon, and she doesn't even cheat. She just misses the marker. Well, she uses the secret path. No, she didn't. She uh, yeah. That's why she missed it. That's why she missed the mark. She didn't see it. She she went through the the path, and because she went through the path. Okay, okay, yeah. You, all right, fair enough. She went through the path in order to catch her horse that was still going around the track. Yeah, but it gave her the lead. Because mm. mm. the horse was way ahead of her. Way yeah. ahead else. I still didn't think that was the, would be considered she. I thought that would be more ingenuity on her part, but. <sighs> Except the rest of the movie. I agree. I, I actually agree with you. I thought it was going to be like an ingenuity thing, and then Robin Wright comes in and steals the win from her. It's like, wait a minute, what are you doing? But yeah, but the whole point, but yeah, the main, but that starts, sets up the base of the movie, which is that truth is over everything. Yeah. And they throw in, um, which is fine. I wasn't mad at this. You know, they obviously. Wherever Barbara and Diana went, the men always tried to hit on them, which is people would probably most people would be like, oh, that never really happens. I don't know. I've been to back in the clubbing days. There was a lot of guys that tried to do a lot worse. So just saying hello is like nothing. Yeah. I. Well, the scene where um, because uh, Barbara gets Diane's like power slowly, like they slowly develop. Well, and everyone likes her too. She's suddenly popular. Yes, yeah, so it, yeah. Suddenly, it, it, yeah, it's kind of like a switch, and she just becomes yeah charismatic and everything else. But her powers slowly develop, and the scene where she finally also uses them, though, where she starts losing her humanity as well, because that's her price is that she loses her ability to be compassionate. Um, yeah. The like the scene where you actually see that as um, previously before another scene, uh, this drunken guy and try to hit on her and Diana beat up the guy in a park late at night. Well, threw him. 
through and then then that and then later on when she has the powers herself she sees him again and then just pummels him yeah if she didn't if not kill him i mean they never really said yeah i think that he he might be like the one person that honestly did die in this well diana wasn't there though yeah that's what yeah but, but Really, I think like now that I'm looking, thinking back to the movie, like really, they tried really hard to like not kill anyone in this movie. Yeah, I can't think of anyone who died. I, of course, there probably would be like off-screen like consequences because we see throughout the movie. Um, uh, uh, see the Dreamstone wishes keep coming to fruition for people, and they start having side effects and they start causing chaos throughout the world. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure some off-screen stuff happened, but like they really tried hard to show like everyone saved by the end. Yeah, well even though I think it was the um it was the couple that were fighting. She wished he was dead or something and he ended up dropping off a heart attack. No, it's the other way around. Oh, is it he wished she was dead? Yeah. And oh. she and she wished that all the men like him in in Ireland would be taken and they were yeah and obviously that gets reversed too because the way to give take the stones power away is by or give what your your whatever um thing you gave up or you were losing and like in the with for the wish if you renounced it you got everything back yes uh, yes the way yes um the consequences of the wish you get you make go away once you renounce the wish yeah, and which, but that and that's where I'm so irritated with Cheetah because it's like okay, it's almost like these. That's my biggest thing with Marvel is that all their villains they kill them off, kill them off, whatever you know. Except for Loki, he's been the rat that keeps surviving. But in DC, I'm like, okay, you know, Lex Luthor was still alive at the end of Batman vs Superman. Doomsday obviously wasn't, but that's understandable because if he leave him around, he just destroys everything. And it's, I thought with DC, they're doing something different. Cause I think even in Aquaman, Black Manta's still alive. Yeah, Black Manta's still alive, but mm-hmm. the his uncle, I think even his uncle's still alive. I think Patrick Wilson's still alive. Yeah, King, so, yeah, King, yeah, um, yeah like Ocean I, Master. Yeah, Ocean Master. There you go. And I thought with Cheetah, I'm like, cause I said before, this is Wonder Woman's Joker and Lex Luthor. And cause, you know, obviously Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman are the big three. And I thought with Cheetah sticking around, I thought, you know, she would come back in other movies, but she's not Cheetah by the end of the movie. Mm. What do you think of the um, ending uh, scene? Like the credit scene? You know who that is, right? Yeah. Well, I'm asking what you thought of it. I liked it. I thought it was fine. I told you it kind of came back. Like when you were talking about it earlier, I'm like, you said you weren't big fan of the golden suit with the wings and i'm still not a big fan of that suit no but you can you can just... get no, no use that that's a frustrating part of this movie it like they built it up and then she almost got no use out of it yeah because she throws the wings almost immediately and just everything else yeah i guess i can see your point she really didn't have to use it no it was really? it wasn't needed at all it felt like a costume change just for a costume change yeah, because I think I'm originally, I told you originally it had kind of a meaning to it. I'm just thinking, mm-hmm. well, you know, the suit was to help. 
Oh, I can't think of her name. Asteria. Asteria. It's supposed to be that the suit that we see in the movie is actually the suit of the Amazon warrior who held off all of humanity so that the Amazons could escape to Themyscira. They're a private island. Yeah. But the I thought originally... She was used. She needed the suit to fight Cheetah because she was becoming weaker. But I just realized she renounces the wish by the time she puts that suit on. Oh yeah, she's stronger than ever because yeah, she because she just gained the ability to fly too. Yeah. So I'm and not... for some reason, she also got a suit with wings on it for no reason because she can just fly naturally. Yeah, I totally. Forgot. I didn't even think about that. Oh, now I'm even more mad. Um, I did think her goodbye scene with Steve Trevor was very nice. Because obviously her wish was for Steve Trevor to come back, and uh, in order to get her powers back, she had to renounce that. So there was a goodbye scene between her and Steve Trevor, which is something she didn't get to have in the first one. I liked it. Um, I'm. I do enjoy. I actually did appreciate the ending of this movie. In general, I did um, because um, who who plays Max Lord again? Pedro Pascal. Yeah, Pedro, Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Max, Max Lord in the in, in the movie. Um, like I said, like I kept keep saying, no one dies. Even to him, the main villain does not die. Well, he he gets a really good happy ending too. I mean, he he, but it, it's it's an okay ending. It's an okay. It's an ending with promise. It's not the. It's not an ending that's really happy. Um, his ending. His his ending. Um, that's why it's the part that I like. His ending is that he wants all this power and he want and he wants influence and all these things because he grew up poor. He grew up with an abusive father who just made him feel small. All of these things in his life. And we get to, and we get, and finally, towards the end of the movie, he gets power. He actually does get it. He succeeds in this plan, and he gets all the um, power from everyone's wishes because he's the stone, and it comes back to him. He uh, he actually he has to renounce his own wish because in order to save his son. And I, I do like their ending is that he does finally race back home. To his son, yeah, and I, I, my favorite part though is that it's a thing of, like, I just want you to be proud of me. Yeah, and it's like it's like you're my dad. Like I don't need to be proud of you. I love you. You're my dad, and then it's just like the reality of like, I'm not a good guy. Like he actually says it out loud. I'm not a good guy. Well, he 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 takes the yeah, it takes the whole movie for him to realize that. But well, even yes. though he's not, even though he's he really like, what did he really do that was so bad? That was the other thing too. It's like he really, aside from losing his mind while being the stone, that was really about it. And that wasn't necessarily even his fault. I mean, he knew what he was doing. He was he was sure. completely, uh, he was completely in control of the situation. He was just trying to, um. Like once again, he's just trying to gain power for power's sake, and he was wrong for what he did. Yeah, but I, 
and well, that's one thing is that no real like uh, he's pretty much free to go because like nothing really happened, right? Because it's all undone. Same with Cheetah too. It's like, well, you know, what is Barbara gonna do? It's not like it was her fault she lost her humanity. So really, like, was there really a villain in this movie? There really wasn't because neither Cheetah or Maxwell Lord really did anything that bad and for not even like i mean yeah pedro maxwell lords like almost plan almost destroyed the world yeah but that was because he he become the stone and he needed the stone to make all these wishes and people's wishes were just dumb and that's kind of like that was really what killed like was causing all this chaos although i do like that that there's one wish because you see like it cuts to um people in general well, like in the big finale, um, Max Lord's plan is that he gets a broadcast simultaneously across the globe of every screen, and he demands their wishes. Like, you can wish for anything. And um, one of the wishes I enjoyed was that uh, an old man wished for a farm. I gotta keep my cows safe during all in in the middle of the city of all this chaos. Like I wish for a farm, not like this. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Like, he, just, like, he has like a handful of cows now, just just sitting in a park eating grass. Yeah, like that, I wanted a farm, but not like this. Yeah, I I guess that was funny, but I don't know. I just felt like the final battle or final climax scene was very underwhelming because you really didn't that get that good of a fight with Cheetah and I mean yeah what the speech he gives to Max is nice but it's all just very underwhelming and I, I do like the scene where she's um, chasing the c- caravan down when she's first trying to catch Maxwell Lord I thought that was pretty cool I think that was the best scene out of the movie I don't know I that scene was I, I know that, that that was a big action set piece scene Mm-hmm. But that was just kind of eh for me. A lot of the movies kind of eh, but that's yeah. okay, I think. Yeah, I just, I mean, the first one's just really good, and I thought that I, I do, I do appreciate that. Um, someone I think it was uh, IGN's review pointed this out first that like the opening of the movie is very much, um, like um, going back to like Superman. Like the original Superman movies, like like um, the seventies and stuff, like the color and the like the aesthetic and just her kind of running through the running through DC doing small good deeds. Yeah, I I didn't, I, didn't, like that. I, I didn't have a problem with that. Oh uh, yeah, I guess the mall scene because they opens up with her in the mall trying to save the they were robbing the bank or whatever. Well, that's the setup for the whole movie that they were trying to... For some reason, there's this jewelry store in the mall that also is a a black market for antiques. Yeah, it's a fencing operation. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Although, I I guess I get why they chose the 80s for the plot that they did (laughs) with the idea of, you know, greed is good kind of uh, 80s Mm-hmm. Uh, mantra. I mean, Any idea? What? I, yeah, I mean, I have no problem with it being in the eighties. I think just because it's a, her second solo, it's like, well, might as well go back because we don't really know what we're doing in the future. 
which is kind of a backstory. Yeah, I I, don't, I know that they're going to do the third one, modern day. Oh, are they? Yeah. Well, I. Yeah, I mean, it's just to compare it to the first one, woman. It, it like once again, it does not hold up. And first one, woman was. I enjoyed it also uh, part of it. I believe I realize now because. I liked Diana's, um, like, being naive. Well, because it's the first that. time going off a the mascara. It's the first. It's the first time. It's the first time actually experiencing the world, and I do like. Um, I love the fact that throughout uh, throughout it, she still believed that it was the gods or God Ares, the war, or God War, was the reason why humans were bad. I mean, he had a lot to do with it. He didn't, though. He didn't. He did nothing. Well, was isn't he supposed to be the? Um, I can't. I haven't seen the Wonder Woman in a long time. The first one. He he was like the behind the scenes guy, wasn't he? Though like it's revealed later that he was the one feeding the the uh, Americans information to the Nazis. Yes, but he uh, he was the one who honestly uh, uh, that that was the big reveal though of it is that. Like she thought that she was going after Ares, who was um, creating bombs and and you know for the, the Nazis. Yeah. Not 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 Nazis, just Germany because it's World War One. Uh, oh. Not Nazis, but just for for Germany. But then it's revealed that it no, it was actually the British intelligence officer that's Ares, and he just points out like I did nothing. I don't have to do anything for this. Like you, like he has like. I loved his lesson. Like, no, I don't have to actually do anything to cause war. It's just humans. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, that's a good point. But the but her point though of it is that no humans are capable of more. Hmm. And they do point, and it's point out that yes, they are. Yes, humans are capable of more. Yeah, they are, and that's why she's in. You know the whole storyline with her and Steve Trevor. You know he shows her that. Mm-hmm. And once again, it with Wonder Woman the original one, you can't compete with like the No Man's Land scene. Oh no, that was great. Like also just just the whole idea of it being no man has crossed this uh, this line in over a year. Wonder Woman is the one to you know to come across and actually do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Um... Also, uh, one one small thing I noticed I did not like is that they they only use the Wonder Woman music like the score that's from, that was all the way back from um, <clears throat> Batman vs Superman to you know her first movie to this one. For like five seconds at the end. Yeah, I noticed that too. I, I, I like, why? Yeah, because wasn't that supposed to be the whole point? They all had their own theme song, and then they just threw that out the window. Well, no, I, well, no, I, they, I could tell that they had, they like redid the theme at other points in the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's a little different, but like, just like that theme of like the from like like I said from back from the original 
is so good and so clean. Why not use it more? And also, like I said, because like, if you're going to save it, which is what they pretty much did, like they're going to save it for the end, which is which that can work, that can be fine, but just make it worthwhile. It wasn't worthwhile. It was only five seconds of her in the golden armor suit taking out like five guards. You know what that reminds me of? The movie that does that best, that has a famous theme song. I know you're going Save it with to it. the end, and it's worth its while. You know, or do you want to guess which one I'm thinking of? Maybe I'm wrong. I know it. Is it Creed? Are we both on yeah. yeah, Creed. Creed does it the best way possible. Because you know but it's like coming, because you know it's coming, and they hype it up, and it comes in when he's rallying at the end. Mm-hmm. And this could have, like, if it was worthwhile, if it was, like, that's the other thing, is, like, you know, she puts on the suit, like, thing that's, like, going into, like, some major battle, and, like I said, there's, like, five guards that she fights, and Cheetah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take long. Like, it's it's literally five seconds long of, of a fight sequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not, really not the cheetah part. The like the uh, the um because Max Lord is at a base that's doing um the broadcasting. A military base is doing the broadcasting. It's like five. It's like five soldiers that she like fights off. Yeah, yeah. There really was no point to that. Unless she was just as surprised as we were to find only five guards. Like, wow, this was I really plan over planned for this one. Mm-hmm. It's like over, like being over prepared. You're over. You take uh-huh. the people I suitcase. Take a whole suitcase to a vacation for two days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I got the, the honorary armor of Asteria, the uh, the only Amazon to uh, to stay back and all this. I didn't need this, and I needed none of this. <laughs> what I need for five seconds to hold off Cheetah while she scratched at it's gonna come back more. And you know what? Here I'm gonna I'm gonna jump more in a little bit of DC just the overalls right now. But the thing it's funny because she did all that in Wonder Woman 1984. If we go back to when we first got her in Batman versus Superman, she is literally the only one fighting Doomsday at a point in that movie. I mean, she's single-handedly holding him off while Batman and Superman... I don't, I don't even remember what they were doing. They're just tr- screwing off somewhere, moping around. And she's literally holding him off by her herself. By oh, yeah. herself. And she, oh, yeah. She was, the, she, was the, she was the highlight of that movie. Oh, I know. Absolutely she was. She her her 10 minutes was the highlight. I mean, not, just, not, not just that she was holding, uh, holding Doomsday off by herself. My favorite part is that Doomsday does knock her back into a wall or a car or something like that. And yeah. for a brief second, she, you know, like she, you know, thought, you know, thunks back, you know, head back and everything brushes it off, smiles, and then jumps back in. Yeah. I like that too. I know exactly what you're talking about. It, it, for a movie that was called Batman versus Superman, it's sad that the highlight of it was Wonder Woman. Not written. Actually, no, it's not. I should, I, I don't want me it that way, but you know, obviously we got a movie called Batman versus Superman and thank God Wonder Woman was there to save the day. I mean, yeah, because I I know I, I actually I, I think I can kind of remember what they were doing. They were trying to get that stupid spear. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. They're going to trying to. Uh, he went back for because they were obviously Bruce was fighting him because the whole Martha scene was in that one, and 
Uh, yeah, I think he was going back. One of them was going back for I can't remember who. Obviously, Batman's not going to go very far with Doomsday, so I get that. But for some reason, I don't know. I can't remember where Superman was. I don't know what the hell he was. He was trying to get the spear. Was it him or was it Bruce? I think it was him. Or was it Lois? I think it was Lois. Lois was trying to get the spear, and Superman heard her cries for help because she needed, because she was about to get... Uh, because, like, the building or whatever that she was trying to like, oh, yeah. swim through was about to collapse. That's where it was. Yeah, okay. So he went to go to uh-huh. Lois, and Bruce was... And then he got weak because it's a spear of kryptonite. Yeah. And then... Which, I'm... <sighs> I, 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 this turns just DC complaints, but, like, why is it that the brilliant detective, his best plan for against an alien, I'm going to try and stab him. He had the spear. That's what I'm saying. No, but I'm going to try and stab him with a spear. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, a spear. Well, because... You know what the next best option is? I'm just going to go full caveman here. I'm going to get a slingshot. Well, because... the Here's the reason for this. I can defend it, because I'm a big Batman fan, and I'm going to defend this, even though I don't really want to. But I feel like it's a solid argument. Because the Batman we got in Batman versus Superman was supposed to be the Batman from the Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. Who just at this point is like, screw it. He's here just to screw, like, mess things up. And I mean, like, mess people up. Where he's not thinking like a detective anymore. He's just trying to hurt whoever he can. But do it with some intelligence. No, I, I get it. I get it. It's dumb. Oh. It's a spear. I know. I at least it, I know at one point in the comics they they have him have um, pretty much brass knuckles with kryptonite. Yeah, with kryptonite that I could even hold. Yeah, that, or the the uh, suit from Injustice too. Like th- like that I can understand better as an idea of like ground and pound beat him that way. Mm-hmm. But a spear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, 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 oh, this is the most kryptonite in the world. What, what's, I mean, like, what's your plan to use it? Other than the um, smoke, which was actually a good idea, I'm gonna just file it down into a sharp point. <laughs> Doesn't he steal the kryptonite from Lex Luthor? Is that where he? Yes. Um, yeah. He gets it from Lex Luthor, but like, it's like, what's your best plan with this? I'm gonna make. I'm just gonna file it down to a nice sharp point, stab him. Yeah. <sighs> And there we go again with, um, we'll go to Justice League. We're following Wonder Woman's journey here. And I think she's pretty much holding her ground against Steppenwolf, too. Like, it's really just her, while Flash and Superman are off saving civilians, and Cyborg's trying to get through the... No, Aquaman's also there holding his own a little bit. Oh, is, against it, him. is it Aquaman and Wonder Woman? And... It, it's Aquaman and Wonder Woman that they're fighting. I, can't, I remember that. Okay, while well, Batman's kind of going through. I And I actually like Justice League. We both like Justice League. Yep, we're the two people that actually bought yeah, tickets. Yeah, we're the two people that bought tickets. No, I believe one of our friends was there too, and he wasn't a fan. No. I don't, but anyway. I don't think we're... All right. I don't think we were alone. I don't think it was just the two of us in that theater. I think we had two of them. No, we were not. I know I know it wasn't actually just the two of us, but we were the only two that enjoyed it. Yes, we were the only two that enjoyed it. Yeah. Um even though we had six Justice League members, I don't know where that whatever. They even hyped that's the other dumb thing. That with that poster, you know, they had the thing of Aquaman where it says unite the seven. It's like, well, 
way to let us down by giving. Maybe this new version will give us seven. I don't know. The HBO Snyder cut. Mm, yeah, that's coming out. That's a thing. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, again, I think Wonder Woman's probably going to be the hero in that again. I mean, I do. Yeah, I, I, all of Wonder Woman scenes throughout DC have been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This is honestly, this is the misstep of Wonder Woman eighty four. Is kind of bit the misstep a little bit. Yeah, I agree, and that's that's not saying much because she she was she was probably the best thing in this one nineteen eighty four as well. Still, mm-hmm. I. They did more lean into um, some of the more classic Wonder Woman things, like yeah. before. Like, I think only like what one time she's actually used uh, the gauntlets to like do that clang thing that kind of just pushes people back for some reason. In nineteen eighty four, yeah, she only used it once against Cheetah and it doesn't work. Yeah, well, I think at that point she's losing her powers and Cheetah's becoming stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it, it, but yeah, just think about it. She only actually uses that one time. Like, I, like, and every other DC property, she uses it a lot. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I guess they did kind of n- narrow that, or they subtracted a little bit of that. Um, although I do, uh, I liked her intro to um, Justice League. Remember the the. Um, bank heist. Oh yeah, that was very cartoony, villainy yeah. kind of thing, almost. And I, I actually, I, I appreciated that. Yeah, that was. It felt like it felt almost like an oh, like an episode of like the Justice League cartoon. I agree. I think everyone was pretty kind of done well. I mean, we'll see what happens with Ezra Miller's Flash, but uh, God, that that thing. <sighs> um. I do like. I think Gal Gadot is was the perfect casting for Wonder Woman. I mean, everyone else was kind of iffy. I mean, Henry Cavill kind of came back in Justice League, where we appreciated him. Um, mm-hmm. But she's probably the best casting they have right now. That and probably Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. They're mm. two. They're I, and Shazam's fine. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, Shazam's fine. I like him as Shazam. Zach, what is uh, Zach? Uh, uh, Zachary uh, Levy or Levi? I think Levine, maybe. Um, yeah, he's good. Um, I don't know. I I think I was wanting more from nineteen eighty one or nineteen eighty four, and I just I, I didn't get into movies. I don't know. It wasn't that like. And Wonder Woman was fine, so it's not like it, it was like, oh well, you know, oh oh boy, another one of these. But I just didn't feel much excitement about it. Granted, it's also because it's you didn't could see in a theater and everything else, and it was just an HBO streaming situation. But I don't know. I wasn't. It was one of those movies I didn't go into it like, oh boy. Oh, I kind of was. Because I, I'm a, obviously I'm a big DC fan and I loved Wonder Woman and she's like I, we've been talking about she's been the highlight through the entire DC universe and it was Patty Jenkins directing it again I'm like okay this will be great and then I just uh, I don't know 
I you see, I I came at it from a different angle, and so I was kind of more fine with things. Well, I was less disappointed because I had less expectations for it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess don't go with high expectations as we're telling them for night one hundred nineteen. <laughs> just lower your just lower your expectations and be okay with the fact that this is a DC movie, and yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> oh God! I will say, I I hate to say this. I know I keep I keep getting my hopes up, just to get my heart broken. No, I am looking. Don't to- do it. What? I don't know what you're going to say, but just don't. I was going to say, I'm very looking forward to James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's different. I mean, he's going out with, like, way out of the wall. Like, I mean, Polka Dot Man's in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, oh, you know that, like, like half that crew that, like, they showed at the intro... It's gonna be. It's gonna be dead. Yeah, or they're gonna. They, they're, I think there'll be like four of them that survive the end. Because usually how it goes. Well, I honestly, I don't think that. From looking at that trailer, I think that that um, that grouping, is going to be like the group. In the intro of the movie, that gets killed. A bunch of them get killed. Yeah. Like of course, and then like they have to bring back like Harley. And kind of go from there. It's it's gonna be the same thing. I think Idris Elba will survive it. Oh yeah. Um, Harley, obviously, they're not doing anything in the heart. She survives anyway. Captain Boomerang, and she's bulletproof. Yeah, she yeah she's not dying. Uh, Captain Boomerang's gonna stick around, which I'm fine with him. I like you for some. No, uh, I I was super excited for his character in Suicide Squad. I actually was. That's the thing is that I went to Suicide Squad with. Good, uh, uh, like higher expectations of what I got from that movie. So you don't. You remember? I'm like, yeah, maybe this is the one that's not bad. Yeah, I I remember. And then I, I was, was like, just oh, I'm so wrong. I was just as heartbroken as you were. Don't get me. Don't don't forget that. No, no, because because uh, I was like, you know, like I was, I was still trying to justify Jared Leto's tattoos in that movie. And but uh, like you were still like, oh, that's dumb. I'm like, but you know, maybe with this Joker, I'm like, oh, oh, I was wrong. I was horribly wrong by well, the end of that movie. I, I appreciate what David Iyer was supposed. To, I mean, I love we we like David Iyer. Well, I do because he's a, he did Fury. We both like Fury. Um, so I'm I like okay. I I think for a second I got behind your theory for Jared Leto's Joker. And like we can go into how uh, what Suicide Squad by itself because there's a lot to break down of what movie that movie was wasn't and was supposed to be. Yeah. Well, I yeah. But it's just, I, um, the, I think James Gunn will handle it better because mm-hmm. obviously he took some nobody heroes called the Guardians of the Galaxy and look what he did with that. Mm-hmm. And I maybe hopefully he'll be able to keep a stronger hold on. Uh, the editing process for that movie. Yeah, I hope so. Because that's what that's where that's what did them in. Yeah, I agree with that, and I think, like I said, I know Harley's gonna live. Captain Boomerang, Idris Elba. I can't remember his name in the movie or King Shark too, because King Shark's becoming popular all of a sudden. Mm. Although back to um the ending mid credit scene where they bring um Linda Carter is uh, surprise because uh, they. It was going to happen. You knew it was going to happen. Something was going to come up with it because 
uh, Diana at one point says, oh, I only found the armor. I was looking for her. Um, she didn't find her. Turns out Asteria's alive all this time, just walking around. She's just a nor- yeah, she's just like living through in the world that Diana is in now. Yeah, but um, it's the original Wonder Woman from the old show yeah. from the seventies. Yeah, I know who she is. And and the, uh, the but the, my only problem with it is that she's like I understand it's completely understandable, but it's one of those things where like um you notice it in the same way that you notice um that uh with Leia. Like they both come from, they both have aged to the point of like, they both might like they must have an awful lot of cigarettes and and booze <laughs> in that world, you know, in the in that world. Yeah, I, I actually like, liked her little thing because the what was it? The tree's falling down on the towards the family, and she catches it with one arm and she throws it back up, and she goes, "Yeah, it's like a plank of wood." She goes, "Oh, how did you?" How did you do that? She goes, "Oh, it's all how you move your body. Just like not like it's nothing. Just to try and cover." Yeah. It. Doesn't care. It's just, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I came into this movie with lower expectations than you did, and I was okay with it. Um, like I said, I the highlight for me was um when he uh with Max Lord at the end, you know, sees sees what he did was wrong. And he, with his son, the moment of just like being, I'm not a good guy. Like having to actually admit that to his son and like, to his face, like, like your dad's a bad guy. Yeah. But I'm trying, I'm going to try and be the best I can for you now. Yeah. you. Nice. I had a feeling you'd like that because you're a sentimental fool. Yeah. Old sentimental fool. That, yeah. I think the only DC movie I didn't go into with high hopes was Aquaman. I remember we were t- we were looking through the we were sitting in the theater when you were uh, there was a previews going on we're like oh this looks really good and I can't I don't remember what the previews are anymore like oh that looks good too then it, the movie starts and it starts with the corner <laughs> yeah like, 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 you're like oh, leave? Oh, I forgot we were seeing Aquaman <laughs> <laughs> like wow all these movies look so good coming out soon oh yeah we're supposed to be seeing this. <laughs> Wait, that Aquaman's a whole other podcast too. <laughs> Good, but we'll, we'll just forget. But we like it's but a, we like. But here's the thing, honestly. Uh, sadly, I would say one of four, not that far off from that movie. Mm-hmm. I would too, which is a shame because I mean, like once again, like you said, it's kind of middle, of, you know, middle of the pack here. Well, okay. Do you, you want to let? Do you want to rank the DC movies then? Do you want to see? Well, you'll you rank them and then I'll rank them. We'll see where we fit in. Hmm. I forget some of them now. There's not that many. I know. We're doing like uh, you're not the superior think, animated movies. I think Wonder Woman's at the top. Okay, I agree with that one. Um, off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of them now. Uh, I would put Justice League a second for me. Okay. Um, Shazam. Okay. Um, Birds of Prey. Really? Okay. Wonder Woman Four. Okay. Aquaman. Hmm. Um. Let's see here. Um. No, no, because we're getting to the worst ones now. I think you only have two left. 
No, there's three. Which one are we missing? Um, Batman vs. And I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think which one committed the worst sin. Oh. Okay, so I guess Suicide Squad is would be after Aquaman. Okay. Um. Oh, I know which one we're missing. Yeah. Um. Batman vs. Superman. Okay. And then at the bottom for me is Man of Steel. Really? Okay. Um, I'm going to agree with the top three of Wonder Woman. Uh, oh, shoot. I already forgot. Justice League. <laughs> Justice League. And then um, Shazam. And then I think I'm going to go. I don't know. I'm going to go Aquaman, even though I have problems with it. And then Birds of Prey. Hmm. And then Suicide Squad. Man. Really? Yeah. And then, because I still still things in the Suicide Squad that I enjoy. Yeah. Really? Suicide Squad over. Wow. Yeah. I Only because. Over 84. Oh. I, let me switch that. Let me go back. 1984, then Suicide Squad. That make, yeah, I, I forgot about 84, even though this is the point of this podcast. So. Uh-huh. Uh, 84, then Suicide Squad. And then I would go, what's left? Um, it's got, oh, Man of Steel. I'm going to put Man of Steel. And then I'm going to put Batman versus Superman at the bottom. Mm. I mean, I can understand why. You, well, fundamentally, I understand why we did why our di- list differ on the bottom because mm-hmm. I thought Man of Steel was much more a disservice to Superman, and you think Batman versus Superman is much more a disservice to Batman. Yeah. Well, I like I I think it was a disservice to both of them. Ah. It's a disservice to both of them. Yeah. Yes, it is. But uh, but Man of Steel. Yeah, that's another. There's a lot. That's, there. a, that's a lot there too. Um, the, uh, yeah, full DC podcast would be a, a lot of issues pointed out. Yeah, yeah, it would. And I think it, just looking, we we could do it another another time. But if you look at what the movies they have, I mean, it looks like they just went all out of order compared to what Marvel did. I mean, I mean, again, that's another podcast too. But yeah, because they try to catch. I up. mean. They, they, they try to play catch up and they're paying for it right and I think they're smart right now because they're looking at obviously the the face of the franchise of the DC Universe right now should absolutely be Gail Godot's Wonder Woman I mean Henry Cavill had one movie it was his Justice League appearance where he was actually Superman mm-hmm. and it was nice to see but Gail Godot is obviously killing it and I think the other one too is Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn I'm mm. right those. You're more a fan of that than I am. Yeah, I know. That's why I put Birds of Prey above Suicide Squad. Only because I'm not a fan of Will. Smith. Well, no, you put it above um, Aquaman. I think. No, I went. Wait, or did I? I went Aqua. You would. You did. Okay, yeah. Just because in general, it is a better movie. Actually, I think I went Aquaman '84 and then Suicide Squad. I didn't write it down. This was just off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, we're done. Um, yeah, 
it's just you know you got two solid characters and Batman's all a mess because you got Ben Affleck and then you're doing this side story with Robert Pattinson, which is fine. I'm looking forward to that, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. And then Ezra Miller, who knows if he's going to come back as Flash after what he did. So I I think they should just do a five a five minute short of just Flashpoint, just him running and resetting everything, make it an accident because that's pretty much what we'll do. <laughs> just just <laughs> just run and just mate. Yeah, just, just but no, I. Because because Ezra Miller does get another chance to be Flash, back for CW's um, crossover event. He did already, didn't he do that? Yeah, I know. Yeah, he did do that. Yeah. So just have it have it be a five minute short of him just trying to do that again and messing up and causing flashpoints. Or yeah, he can screw up the flashpoint, and then we just get the guy who's on the CW's Flash because he's probably going to do a better job anyway since he's been doing it for so long now. Mm-hmm. I, I just, uh, I did you see that they're going to do an Amazon's movie that's just a spinoff about the Amazons? No. Yeah, they're yeah they plan on doing a spinoff at about like after Diana left. I I sure. I'm not. I don't know. I'm just not interested in that at all. Not either. I was trying to be nice and say that I'm not. <laughs> I was waiting to see if you were on board with it or not. No, it's uh, no because. It, it, that's not the point at all. What what can they? What's there to do? Unless there's some. Well, you know, everyone really wanted that story about, you know, the Kents after Superman left. Like, no, no one wants this story. Yeah, no one wants. They, no one like, they wants like, their purpose is to be. <laughs> no one wants to see what? the story of Alfred alone in the mansion while Bruce Wayne's out as Batman. <laughs> Well, apparently, I mean, who is it? Who who's making the show? Apparently, someone thinks that people cared about I mean, Alfred because they, and... they did the prequel show. Well, I guess because he is in the army and he's a special operations guy. But I, I and that's, no, it, there's no reason for that show's existence, well, and you know, I, I, I don't watch it. No, I no. Uh, I don't have the desire to either. But. I mean, we'll see what Wonder Woman three is like. I trust. Um, I trust Patty Jenkins. I do. I mean, they're both signed on now because actually there was a bit of an issue with it. I guess um, like there was like Jenkins wasn't sure she was going to want to come back, kind of thing. And um, there is going to be a bigger uh, time uh, like space between sequels for this one, so it's going to be. I guess a few years, like a good amount of years where we actually get to see Wonder Woman 3. Oh, I'm sure. Because as we've said a hundred times on this podcast already, it's the most established character they have right now, which is frustrating. And like the whole rest of the universe, aside from the Suicide Squad, it seems like they just can't figure it out. They don't know what to do with no. these people. No, but like see, it's, yeah, so it's going to be a long time since actually we get that sequel. We're probably actually going to get the Amazon spinoff oh, in between. I guess the only thing we're looking forward to really is Suicide Squad now at this point. Well, which is fine because that gives Gail Godot time to do something other stuff, which she's good. Mm-hmm. Outside from Fast and Furious, what else is she in? I only um, know her as her like one of her first roles, where was not speaking, was just a, one of the girls from Entourage. Mm, yeah. She no, she had no speaking lines. She was only for one episode. She was literally just—I uh, I think her title was literally "Date." Uh, 
Well, she's better than that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think her was... first move, first role or speaking line was Fast and Furious. I'm sure it wasn't the first first movie, but it's it's one of the first movies. Yeah. But and yeah, we'll see what she does. We'll see what their plan is going into Wonder Woman three because, like I said, it's gonna be set in modern times. So I I'm rooting for Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot to make it a, a successful one. I really am. I mean that because I think she's. I think it's a good story. I think she's a great character. Wonder Woman is, and I think Gal Gadot plays it perfectly, and I'm really rooting for her to pull off a third one and be really successful with it. Yeah. And Wonder Woman's a good movie. Wonder Woman 84 is a meh movie, but that could be okay. Maybe they'll pull a uh, what Thor did. First two. Well, Wonder Woman's good. It's like, you know, the first Thor is eh. Second Thor is bad, and they've pulled off Ragnarok. So hopefully, you know, we got a good one, a meh one, and then kind of, or yeah, and hopefully the third one's like fantastic. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um. Do we want to say anything else about um 1984? Or do we want to? No, I think that's it. Yeah, we kind of got off track with Suicide Squad. That was my fault. My bad. I kept trying to I kept trying to, I, to, no. to steer the ship and you just kept saying Suicide Squad over and over again. Well, I'm I'm excited for it. This is what I do with DC movies. I just get excited for them and then I kept steering it and then uh, yeah. Well, I think we I mean I think we hit 1984 pretty well. I mean if I'm sure we'll come back to it eventually. Mm. I mean we didn't talk well. Yeah. All right. Well, if that's all we got to say about 1984 uh, I think that's it. I think we can wrap this one up. Mm-hmm. Um, follow us obviously on Twitter and Instagram at Movie Yet, yet you know the movie podcast as well as Instagram. Uh, we'll give you updates <clears throat> on all the stuff we'll be doing and future podcasts or recaps of the ones we've done. Uh, and uh, we're going to be shooting for Mondays to be the release uh, dates for episodes i think now yes yeah mondays will be the day we usually record these a couple days in advance and then by the time we finish it up and edit it it's usually mondays all right right, cool so we'll see you guys next time there's hopefully we're still not talking into a void so uh until next time